turn. All right, what's happening, everybody? This is the Philly Experience Podcast alongside Chris Hacker, Tanner Gilmartin, Tyre Hood. I'm your host, Max Gretzel. It's great to be with everybody on this bright and Sunday, Monday afternoon. Monday afternoon, excuse me. Sunny outside is what I was going man, for get, there. Get it right, man. Get 70 right. degrees almost out right. there today. Beautiful you know, outside. First beautiful day is a good word to use of the spring. Hopefully, we can get more days like this upcoming. Um, but we're going to start today and, and dive into the Sixers. Uh, losing over the weekend to Golden State Warriors, one of the worst losses of the year to a terrible team. So we'll touch on that. Uh, it's an outrage. On the opposite end of the spectrum, the Philadelphia Flyers, nine straight wins. They're playing great hockey. Hot, hot, hot. Chris, Chris, it's been a while since we've seen him play this well. I mean, jeez. Yeah. yeah, it's a long time. like people are actually starting to care. It's crazy. Exactly. Like Bryce Harper. There are actually <laughs> stats out now that say that the Flyers have the best chance of winning the Cup. Which, shh, don't it's, give me Yeah, that. don't, uh, let's not overdo it here. Hopefully, <laughs> let's just keep one, one game at a time. Exactly. NFL free agency starts up next week, tampering period on Monday, and then officially they can sign next Wednesday. Yep. So that'll be fun. Lots to discuss there with the Philadelphia Eagles. And touch on a little uh, Philly spring training action. I have one player in particular I want to spotlight so far early mm. in the spring, uh, and we'll touch on that uh, later on in the show. But we'll start, like I said, with the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, this is a team we've been going back and forth on all season long, and I think it all came to a head yet uh, last couple or a couple nights ago now, losing to the Warriors. Uh, no Embiid and no Simmons, obviously, but they didn't have Steph Curry, and they're really playing with a bunch of no names out there. What is going hey, on hey, back there? Andrew Wiggins. Oh, there you go. Okay, Andrew there Wiggins. Go. Right. A name we're um, familiar with. He is, and he's a good player. But again, wow. we, we still have the more talented team, obviously. Yes. And still, we were not able to get the job done. And our road woes just continue to like hurt us in the long run here. I mean, they just the losses keep piling up on the road. That's I mean, we, we did beat the Kings. But again, not too big of an accomplishment there. Um, and I think now with so many question marks now and be possibly coming back for the Pistons on Wednesday night. Um, we'll see about that. I mean, I'm not going to be 100% certain that's going to happen. It's about damn time. Simmons could be out uh, for still uh, of the future. And when I say that, I mean multiple weeks could be the rest of the season. I mean, who knows? That's still up in the air. Uh, Josh Richardson, which was a really big disappointment, him getting hurt in the first quarter of the first West Coast trip, you know, the mm-hmm. first game of the West Coast trip. Getting hurt against uh, was it the Clippers, yep. and uh, he was knocked yep. out for the rest of the road trip. So hurt. Our three, you could argue, our three best players missed that road trip, and now we find ourselves in the sixth spot behind the Pacers. Um, and I sat here on the show last week and said that could be better for us looking ahead as far as, far as you know missing the Bucks in the second round. But at this point. Do you guys think we can even get out of the first round? Because we know we're definitely making the playoffs, but can we even get out of the first round? Now, with this first round, do we play the Heat? Is that what it would look either, like? Either the Heat, but it's looking more like maybe the Celtics. All right, no, okay. no, I'm going to answer your question like this. Yeah. Man, that's ludicrous. We're not getting out of the first round. It's not going to happen. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. I don't care who comes back. I don't care what this team does. I just don't see this team advancing out of the first round. This team is inconsistent. This team is horrible on the road. All right? You beat, you beat the Nets. Tobias Harris scores what twenty eight points that game, I believe. If I'm Something not like that, yeah, around thirty. And then you turn, you beat the Nets soundly, and then you turn around, you go up against a deficient Warriors team. Mm-hmm. No Steph Curry, no Klay Thompson, no Draymond Green, 
You're playing up against scrubs, or as my partner Max would say, a bunch of nobodies, a bunch of low lives. Yep. And you just lay an egg, seriously? Yeah, I really was gonna go ahead, Tanner. But we're we're kind of biased with uh, the way like uh, we know we obviously we know the people on our team, but. Uh, considering you know other fan bases, they might say our teams are a bunch of right now without Simmons and Bead and with our bench player, they might say we're just a bunch of scrubs too. Mm. Yeah, so you got to look at it that way too. That's true. I was trying to avoid excuses, and then uh, I started to watch the road games. Like, what's wrong on the road with us? And again, people have pointed to the fact that we don't bring the energy every night, and when we play on the road, we don't have the home court advantage, and mm-hmm. you know we might not you know play up to our talent levels. But once I, I kind of blew that off because I kind of think, okay, like you don't have Simmons, you don't have Embiid, like you're going to have rough nights. But then this recent stretch of games, and I'm going to pinpoint two games specifically, obviously against the Warriors on Saturday night, which was ridiculous, that loss. And also the Cavaliers game, and B gets hurt in that one. But again, Cle- Cleveland Cavaliers, that's a game you got to win. Yes. And we weren't able to do it. So now I'm starting to get worried because once it's, it's one th- it's one th- Well, here's the thing. You can lose the team. Like, we saw a big stretch of games where we lost the Celtics on the road, then the Heat on the road, then the Bucks on the road. Like, those are understandable losses because those yes. teams are just flat out better than us, in my opinion. But at the same time, once you start losing to teams like the Cavaliers, right? And again, you can lose to, a, a, you can have an off night shooting and just and lose a road game, but that stuff can't be consistent. And it's, it's starting to become consistent with this team and has been for recent weeks. But now, looking ahead, you can't really chalk up, chalk up a win any game. The rest yeah. of the way. Nope. Yeah, actually, it's funny because I remember when we were playing the Cavs uh, right before the game, Max, you said this is a for sure win, right? I did. And I was mm-hmm. like, you can't really put anything past the Sixers anymore. And that's just the that's the confidence level we have as fans now watching this team. It's just, it, it depends on what they bring out each night. It's like, what team are we really going to see tonight? And my thing is, what are they going to bring out that mm-hmm. night? What like what team are we going to see? Are right. we going to see a dominating team that knows how to shoot the ball, that knows how to play mm-hmm. team ball, or are we going to see a team that misses consistently? They're taking dumb shots. They're turning the foot. The, they're, they're turning the ball over multiple times. I don't understand what the hell is going on with this team. I really don't. Like I'm, I'm so lost at this point. I, I have no, I have no answer as to why this team is the way they are. I yeah. really don't. No, I, I totally agree with you. And this thing. Uh, is starting to become, I mean, I should say there's a snowball effect because it's the one thing to lose one game, right? But when you start bi- build or piling up these losses consistently, and this is going to affect the future, I'm not talking about just this season in the playoffs, but listen, there's jobs on the line here. What is Elton Brand going to do? Where, where does his status stand? I think he's safe right now, but again, he's the one who signed Tobias Harris to that contract and now Horford to that contract. He's the one who only brought in Alec Burks and only brought in Glenn Robinson a third. No big-time names. Again, a little bit of a hamstrung with the salary cap situations. But, again, mm-hmm. I thought he could have done more. Then you look at Brett Brown. His, he, I mean, it all falls on his shoulders. It does. And I, he, he definitely deserves some of the blame here, especially getting outcoached by Steve Kerr Saturday night. I mean, it's just a game you have to win. And he definitely is going to shoulder a lot of the blame and well-deserved. But, again, the players do as well. Tobias Harris, he's a, he, it's not his fault that he's getting paid this money. But at the same time, you just need more out of him. Yes. I mean, flat out. He's supposed to be that, that – I'm not going to call him a superstar, but he's definitely supposed to be a star player, and he just hasn't been playing like that. It's almost like we see times where he's aggressive, and when he is, you get a lot out of him. But when he's not as aggressive and not aggressive enough to the point where he's dropping 30 per night, that is going to hurt your team, and it's, it has its effects like we've seen with these losses. Now, coming up, 
here's the thing. We're making the playoffs regardless, yeah, right? We because will. we're just we're in that spot. We still have close to 40 wins. I think 38, 39 yeah. around there. It's still not going to mean anything. Um, we'll, we'll but playoffs. if we roll into the Celtics in the first round and get bumped, you know, then you start looking around the locker room. You start looking around the organization, and people are going to highball each other, right? I mean, as fans taken aback from afar, mm-hmm. and we're looking in, we're like, okay, Al Horford, where is his stance at? Mm-hmm. You know, Tobias Harris, where is his stance at? And here's the thing. These guys aren't on one-year contracts where nope. they're just going to be gone the next season, and we're never going to see them again. These guys are four-years, five-year contracts that we're seeing. So here's the problem. One thing is you're going to have a problem with these contracts as far as trading them because you're going to have some frustration at the end of the season if it doesn't end the way we all want it to. I'm not saying a championship, but I'm saying at least get out of the first round. All right. And here's the thing. Tobias is, no one's going to take Tobias Harris' contract. Nobody's going to take Al Horford's contract unless you you got to give up something as far as draft picks, as far as um, maybe more players involved, maybe some money involved as well. So here's the thing, T. If this season ends with us going to bump in the first round, what where are your steps to try to improve it for the future? Because you might have to make some drastic changes. So are you starting out maybe looking for a trade? Are you going to start out firing a coach, maybe get a new coach in there? Are you going to try to do both maybe? Here's what are you thinking? Here's my thing. Even though, yes, this has been a horrible losing streak, um, and we expected better out of this road win, out of, out of these road games. But you've also seen how, what Tobias Harris can do with the ball in his hands. Now all of a sudden, Al Horford's starting to wake up. I'm not necessarily saying that these players are bad players. I just think that in this offense, they are put in bad situations. Like this offense really should be running through Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid. That's how this offense should be run. Even when Ben Simmons is healthy, Even right? Even when Ben Simmons is healthy. Okay. Those two should be the primary um, the primary shooters, mm-hmm. period, point blank. Then you're going to have Jason Richardson. Okay, so if Jason Richardson goes down, then Al Horford can step up, vice versa. So, okay, that takes the pressure off of Ben Simmons. But at the same time, I'm not seeing this offense consistently go through, um, go through Tobias Harris. Mm-hmm. It's just not. So... And I've also described Tobias Harris's game as a mid-range game. Instead, now they have him as a perimeter shooter. Yes, like shooting same, shooting thirty-seven percent from downtown, which isn't horrible. It's not horrible, but at the same time, that's not his game. Mm-hmm. That's not his primary. Exactly, game. I agree. He's a playmaking mid-range shooter. Yes, that is his game. That's why the ball has to be in his hands more. Yes, you're not supposed had, to go to the corner and wait for a shot. Those are that's for guys like Burks or Korkmaz. It almost reminds me of how the Cavaliers used to play with. Last time when LeBron was on, and they had Kevin Love in them. Kevin Love is has a, a more versatile game, but because LeBron is there, LeBron's game forced Kevin Love to become a three-point shooter. Now, albeit, he it still worked. Did it, 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 did it work. worked, yeah. but sometimes in a situation like this... You could have gotten more out of K-Love, is exactly. what you're saying. I, and I agree with that. Tobias, now with, the, uh, with this recent road trip coming out west, his points per game now under 20, now 19.4 points per game. Not what you want to see. Not what you expected out of your $180 million man. And Al Horford, same thing. That West Coast trip hurt his stats a little bit. He's now under 12 points per game, averaging 11.9. It's ridiculous. Now, here's the problem that's even furthermore. And I want to actually, I want to pinpoint this as a strength. We're shooting really well from the free throw line. Yeah. You know, I mean, again, we talk about playing to our strengths. Not every night you're going to get to the line that much, but I would try to. I see a bunch of guys on here shooting around 80 or above percent, maybe even 75 or above. But instead, everybody's selling it for jump shots. And I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up because that's, that's, another, that's another thing I started noticing. Everybody's settling for jump shots. I'm sorry. Everybody can't be Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to drive their doggone butt to the doggone butt. 
that somehow, Please, somehow, somehow Al Horford's only averaging 6.8 boards per game, and Tobias Harris is averaging 6.8 boards per game, which is surprising considering Horford, since Embiid's been out, which has been a couple games now, has played majority under the basket, and he has to be more aggressive. Go to the line, he get does. fouled, like I just said. You know, shoot more free throws, slow the game down. Um, you're not gonna. It's not gonna be a track meet with these guys. I know Simmons with with Simmons in there. It might be. You right. know, it's gonna be up and down, fast pace. But once we get Embiid back, who we will before Simmons, I assume. I agree. You might want to slow the game down a little bit more. Uh, see, my uh, my thing is Embiid this. is is first of all, he's not in the shape that we want him to be. In. God no, and it irritates which is a problem soul. because he's the usually the last one down the court on every trip. Especially because I don't know why, but Brett Brown usually has him inbounding the ball, which I wouldn't. What's I would just for? send him down in the paint. But when you get him beat back, uh, do you think slowing the game down would help him at all, or would that have any kind of factor? No, his big butt need to get into shape, and that's as simple as that. That's the thing. But see, I, we all agree. But again, we're focused on what we can do now to improve this team. That's an off-season thing. Right now is when we need to try to figure out ways to win basketball games. I don't care how we do it, but W's matter, especially this late in the season. Agree. What kind of strategy now? Because we've been talking about this for a while. You're watching the games. We're all watching the games. What could you implement strategy-wise? Because Embiid's supposedly coming back. Do you try to push him? Do you try to give him more minutes? Do you try to give him less minutes? Are you done staggering him and Embiid? Do you want both of them in the starting lineup? What kind of decision-making things would you think about from Brett Brown's standpoint, especially because he's the one running the team, well, do you implement? Okay, so apparently, I guess, Shake Milton's big game from the last time we were here in the studio talking about him, I guess that's not so much a mirage anymore, so he has stepped up to the plate. Mm-hmm. So I guess when Embiid comes back, you can send Al Horford to the bench. You can kind of move some pieces around and have Shake Milton at the one. You're definitely getting Shake Milton on the court. He's playing mm-hmm. too well right now. And Beat will definitely start. Tobias will definitely start. But then you look at guys like, is Jay Rich going to be back? And when he does, he'll be inserted into right. the starting lineup. Now, here's the thing. Those, Richardson's more of a, a two-guard, but he's not the best three-point shooter. In fact, he's only shooting 32% right now from beyond the arc. Mm-hmm. So you want to have Shake Milton handle the ball, but Correct. you also want to have Shake Milton being able to shoot because he's just a better pure shooter. Exactly. Does that mean you kind of move Richardson to handle the point guard duties with and Simmons also, out? He's also a better playmaker, which is exactly yes. what you need from that. Richardson's point guard position. more of a defensive guy, hustle player, DN3. can give you a little scoring, aggressive driver to the basket. Uh, do you kind of have him as more of the ball handler and have Shake off the ball more to mm-hmm. shoot, or do you want the ball in Shake's hands? See, I want the ball in Shake's hands because Shake can not only create a shot not only for his teammates, but he can also create a shot for himself. Mm-hmm. All right, He doesn't necessarily have to have a play set up for him in order for him to shoot, to uh, effectively shoot the ball and make buckets. Mm-hmm. So it really does not matter with Shake Milton. I think I'd rather have the ball in Shake Milton's hands primarily most of the time. Okay, I agree with that. Now we have a couple home games coming up here, four in a row to be exact, starting Wednesday against the Pistons at home. Then we have the Pacers and the Wizards and the Raptors. Mm. Now, like I said, no wins guaranteed with this team right Absolutely now. Absolutely However, However, they are home, which is what we've seen so far this year is that they're dominant at home. And a couple of these teams on this list, including the Pistons and Wizards, a little bit weaker opponents. What are you thinking in these next four? If you just had to take a flip of a coin guess here, what do you think in the next four games? Where are we going? Uh, I say at least three and one. 
at minimum, two and two. Got to beat the Pistons, right? Yeah, I no agree. Derek Rose, no Blake Griffin. Yes, you got Andre Drummond got traded. Yes, you got to at least beat Woods, the Pistons. Christian Woods, their best player, right? Yep. Yeah. And you got to at least beat the Wizards, man. Former Sixer in the D League. Yeah. the G League now. And that's that. He just said it right there. You got to beat the Pistons. Yeah. yeah. I know. I agree 100. percent We'll see. I mean, we'll see how it plays out. Again, this topic comes up on the show. Now we just got to tread water because this is a topic that's going to be coming up the next few weeks only because we're going to be a playoff team. Yeah. This team's still going to be in contention as far as getting to the playoffs. So every time we bring it up, we got to be honest with ourselves. We've already tried to be aggressive and state our opinions. But now I feel like within the, with the last couple of weeks passing by, we're starting to take a step back on, the, on this show and kind of thinking, okay, and I'm sorry. what strategic moves can we do? Another thing that pisses me off is, and you, you brought it up last week, the Orlando Magic just blew out the Houston Rockets last night. And guess who was one of their premier scorers? Markel Fultz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm slowly getting pissed off now. Now I'm starting to wonder what, what the hell was the real issue. You're starting to think uh, the real issue isn't Markel Fultz. Yeah. It might have been the organization. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe that kid might have been right when he did that interview. Yeah. And he talked and he basically threw you know, the organization under right. the bus. He might just have been right. And I hate to admit that. But that's sloppy on our end. That's the part that, that irritates me and pisses me off. Now, Max, you were mentioning the you said four games, how we would do, and I think we did yeah. beat the Pistons, but I think we def, I think we'll lose to the Wizards and the Pacers. You think we'll lose to the Wizards? Really? Yeah, I think we'll. And then I think we're gonna they're gonna surprise everyone and they're gonna beat the Raptors. I think that's what's mm, gonna happen. See, that's where I, I think, got the loss at. Out of I think we're gonna split two and two. Mm. Wow, we still what? have we still have a decent amount of games left on this schedule. I'm looking at here, and you know what? You know what the Sixers do? They lose to these crappy teams, and then everyone loses hope, and then they win a game like uh, beating the Raptors. <laughs> and like when earlier in the season we beat the Bucks, and everyone's like, "This is the Sixers we've been waiting for. I They're mean, on fire now." Game. And then, yeah. then the fire quickly runs out. Almost, I, I, I don't it was like a team, completely different. That team that we saw against the Bucks earlier in the season. Yes, that was the team. That was that was the playoff Sixers. Yeah. that yeah. everyone wanted to see. I yes. agree. The way we were playing early on. Yes, especially at home. Now, maybe forget about the last the last quarter and us almost giving up the the whole lead. Mm-hmm. But um, in general, that whole play was just that's exactly what we want to see from the 76ers. Yes. And that's the expectation that we have for this team. And unfortunately, our expectations haven't been. Have They've changed just based on the simple fact of how we've been playing, especially no, on the road. There's no leadership on this team. No. Uh, who do you look forward to when things go wrong? You can't look at the coach because he has no idea what he's doing anymore. Yeah, I, I'm definitely I'm definitely changing. Um, you got to change. Yeah. First of all, I'm starting with the head coach. I just think Brett Brown's the time's run his course here. Yep. I think he can coach. I think he's a good coach. I'm not saying he's a bad guy or a bad coach. But his fit in the locker room, I think, is just his time's over. Just imagine if we had a different coach and we got as far as we did last season with just a different coach. Because we, you, be, exactly, and I agree with your point mm-hmm. because, you, like you said, Tanner, you don't have a leader in that locker room. Mm-hmm. So nope. your, your coach has to be your leader if you don't have a leader as far right. as the players go. Get and Brett Brown, he's not, a, he's not, you know, he doesn't yeah. rile these guys up enough. In that spot in the playoffs, you know, it's it's do or die, and they just didn't quite know what to do. No, they didn't. And they look lost. Yeah. You go much on the road the to Rebels. Golden State without Curry or Draymond. I know you don't have your two best players, but you have to win. You're the better ta- yes. you're better team. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing: when you when you're the better team, paper wise and on the court, and you lose, that's a problem, right? It Again, is a you, you miss shots maybe, but and at, at, at the end of four quarters, you have to be on top, and that is why 
Steve Curry out coached Brett Brown. Flat out, well, that's hard. That's a coaching thing right there. And I'm not talking just coaching leadership. I'm talking player leadership. Do you look to Al Horford as a leader? Nah, here's why. Al Horford's not that type. Doesn't have that type of personality. Exactly. He right. doesn't have the dog. I was that going I right there. Every the team needs a leader. Yes, every team needs. And I'm sure dog. you go through each team, you'll think of at least one leader on yep. that team. Yep. Here's the leader on the Sixers team. I'll tell you who it is. Ben Simmons. That's the leader of the team, but and that's who it has the to dog. be. He does he, have the dog, I think. Really? Especially on the court. On the I, court. I He's a guy that needs to lead by example, too. Almost like a Chase Utley. He was a quiet guy, not the dog in the locker room, but on the field, the different story. He was he was, a, he was led by example. Embiid, okay. Embiid, he's too, you know, social media, yeah, too fans. He's not a leader. He definitely doesn't lead by example. And I definitely don't see him speaking up in the locker room. Ben Simmons is a guy who has to lead. And if no one's going to speak up in a locker room, that's one thing. Maybe you look to Al Horford for knowledge and things like right. that and questions. But on the court, you see yeah. Simmons and how aggressive he is. He's the leader and leads by example. You see, last year, not only did we lose a shooter, but we also lost a leader in J.J. Redick. Yes. And I think that's who definitely the leader was the past the seasons that he was on the team. And I agree. Just now, I look at this team, and there's no one leading them. They're all just playing basketball. Yeah, it's, it's like there's, watching there's people no in the playground. really behind no. it. Exactly. Sh- schoolyard ball. Team. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no school. Jimmy Butler. Almost like they're playing with guys that they've just met. You yep. know Jimmy Butler was leading. We saw like uh, people wired up. Yeah. Remember when MB wouldn't shoot he was, three? He was yeah. telling Jimmy Butler, shoot, shoot the it, ball, shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a leader right there. Yes. On the court with his play and also vo- you know, with his vocals. Telling the guys, hey, shoot the ball, be confident, things like that. But see, that's the reason why I'm kind of against you when it comes to Ben Simmons being the leader on this team because these guys are young guys. So the lead by example thing, that works for an older veteran type of guy. That doesn't work for a younger guy. See, with younger guys, if a younger guy is going to be a leader, then he needs to also be vocal as well. He needs to be grabbing people by the jerseys, getting up in their right, face. Uh, well, Amen. hold on. This isn't football, too. We're not grabbing guys by jerseys. <laughs> All right? We're not grabbing guys by jerseys. We're not bumping helmets <laughs> right. together. Right? Uh, but, no, I see your point. Now, Simmons, I get it. Because that guy he, doesn't, he doesn't shoot the doing. basketball, but he plays his game. You know, if he's going to let other people determine how he plays, that's one mm-hmm. thing. He, but he doesn't. He, he, I'm sure he hears all the noise on social media. Shoot it! He doesn't yeah. shoot it. You better shoot the ball. But he doesn't listen to those guys. He plays his own game. And if he and if he did listen to the fans, that would just make him look weak. Yeah. And it doesn't matter the record of this team. I'd still have this problem with leadership because you look at a team like the Lakers last year. They everyone knew who the leader of the team right. was. Still, LeBron James. Right. And he had young players, and everyone looked towards him to lead. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with that statement. I think what you're you're right when you say JJ Redick left. That's a big loss. One. His shooting ability on the court. That's what we need, shooters. Mm-hmm. And we just basically let him walk out the door, gave all the money to Tobias and Horford. And yep. even when he was on the team, we still did need shooters. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely agree. But one of the underrated aspects of Reddick was his leadership, was the fact that, you know, the guys built him. And he was also still vocal at the same time. Like, I, he was not yeah. shy about going to those guys. Yep. Hey, listen, you need to step up on here. You need to do this here. You're not doing your job here. Reddick got a, a decent contract in New Orleans. But, again, I would much rather have him on the team rather than, right, than Al Horford. Save look, all those millions of dollars. You're still how, playing Reddick, but look at how on. New Orleans is playing, man. Even with Zion Williamson oh down there, Zion is playing ridiculous. They are playing absolutely out of their minds right now. They got they and listen again. T, we can look at coaching. Lonzo Ball in L. A. wasn't great at all. No Couldn't shoot. You know, goes to New Orleans. Coaches work on his jump shot, his form. He's his, playing a lot better dad, now. His daddy ain't in his yeah. air no more. There you go. <laughs> Not in the spotlight all the time. Nope. Coming out of yeah, all those well, TV shows and all, whatever. Now, listen, I brought up last year the Lakers. They also had a coach like Ben Walton, who obviously wasn't doing anything, and the Lakers fixed that Luke problem. Luke Walton. Yeah, Luke Walton, sorry. 
But yeah, see, changes have to be made like leadership and coaching. Yeah. I think those are going to be big parts of a team. I think I the players, the, what we have in this locker room now isn't good enough either. We're going to have to make a trade. Because you're not changing this with young guys yeah. through the draft. This isn't football where you can bring in you no. know, stud talent and yeah. change no. it that way. I think way. what the Sixers do is they give three pieces away. They only get one piece back. Like They, they lose a shooter and a defensive player and a leader, and they only get back a decent bench player. Listen, I would get rid of – here's the thing. I would Tobias, you're stuck with him, right? Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. stuck with it. Horford's a different story. I think you can get rid of Horford if you tried it. I wouldn't even take back you know picks or different players. I would just hopefully get just them to get take rid of them. the yeah. salary. Just get the salary off our books so then we have the opportunity to maybe go out and sign a guy, maybe not as as a big-time name, but as far as being able to shoot the basketball because this is what we need. If Simmons isn't going to do it, other so guys have like to. A, so you're saying you should sign like a Marquise Morris you type got of player? Maybe. Uh, maybe. I, and, and I'm saying maybe because listen, Tanner, you're he, shaking your he head. can shoot better than Horford, and I get it. He's more of like a like a you know aggressive uh, mindset street baller type of player with the Lakers right now. Especially. Now he grew up in Philly, which I he's going like to be. The Morris, he's going to be. He's from Philly. He's at <laughs> least he's going to get the Philly attitude, the Philly yes. art. He's going to play hard. He's a, he, he, he might won't get along be. with Embiid. You know what? Funny story. Um, side note: I played I played with the Morris twins. Um, on oh the yeah, of course you did too. It on the cool. court down there. Yeah, man, it was cool. Nice. I was on the cruise. I was 18 years old. Really? That was dope, man. It was That's dope. sweet. It Maybe really they'll was. be here one day. But here's the thing: to end this subject, because we'll move on. Al Horford, get that contract off the books. I think you get, you put yourself in a better spot. You're not going to get rid of Horford for you know a first round pick and then another bench guy. That's just not going to be the move. The move is going to be. Okay, take some of the salary, and in return, we won't take any players or picks. Basically, overall, what Max is saying is straight up. Get Al Horford, the f- out. He, I really thought when we signed him in the offseason it was going to work out, but it just doesn't. Tobias, mm-hmm. you just can't trade 180 million dollar max no, players. You're not, you're not That's just going to be that. too you're hard. Not getting rid of it. No. So you got it. And again, I'm not against Tobias if he just if his mindset was just to be a good big time scorer every night to drop 30. If his mindset was okay, I'm dropping 30 tonight. But I think he would be a different story. Here's where that goes back to culture because now he's being treated as a like third option, third or fourth option in that offense. When in reality, mm-hmm. he really should be like a number two. I think his field goal percentage needs to get bumped up too. Usually, I see that it's box, the box score every night. He's shooting like six eighteen. You know, I like the fact that he's taking a lot of shots because we need him to. But mm-hmm. just trying to make maybe like get to double digits, eight, eight, 10 to eighteen. Mm-hmm. You know, be help us out a little bit, a little bit better. I agree. All right, let's move it on here. Before we touch on the Flyers, Chris. No, yeah, of course. There's one player mm-hmm. I want to talk about in the Phillies organization who I'm not concerned about yet. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> it is concerning that he's not having a good spring training. Because anybody guess what I'm talking about? Hmm. Ooh, wait, hold on. I got nothing. Uh, this is a starter, right? I mean, this yeah, is I'm a s- starter. Not a starting pitcher, but a player. Did starting. he have a productive last season? Mm, so, so. Okay, so it's Gene not. Gene Segura. No. No. Um, I confident in that. It, it, I know it's not Scott Kingery. No, not Scotty Because he's been, he's been doing well. It can't well, be Scott Kingery. It's not Jetpacks. I'll tell you that right now. Mm. And it's not JT Ramuto because no. he did. Definitely. Reese Hoskins. No, not no, Reese Hoskins. Hoskins no, Reese is doing better. Yeah, I was about to say, it's he's not tearing Reese. it up down there. It's not I just know Reese. that Max was really hard on Reese on. at the end of the season. Come on. It's a pitcher. It's a utility player. It's not a utility player. It's not a utility player. It's a guy Adam we just Hayes brought like, in, actually. We just brought him into the organization. Oh, Dee Dee. You're not talking D. about Gregorius. Oh, he's been taking pictures. I saw him. Yeah. He, he's playing with his camera. Dee Dee Gregorius. Yeah, taking random breaks, you know. Random Does anybody want to guess what Dee Dee Gregorius' batting average is this spring? Oh. Listen to it. 
one. It's probably one sixty-seven. No, is it lower? Lower than one eighteen. What? It's lower than one eighteen. Stop playing. It's stop playing. How many playing. at bats? How many at bats? He's got about well, n- not including the walks or hit by pitch that he's had. He's had over twenty at bats. What? Yeah. Including uh, today, he had three at bats. He's one oh seven. No, it's lower than that. You he's, gotta he's be kidding up me. Around, he's up around twenty-five at bats this spring. It better be above 100. <laughs> it's below 100. No. What? No. Yeah. You piece of Swiss cheese. And I'll tell you what it is right now. Uh, it's zero, zero, zero. Oh, my. He doesn't have a hit this, wow. this spring training what? yet. What? Bunch of low lights. I sw- Fooled me. I could have um, swore. I'm looking at it right now. Yep. On base plus slugging is 154. Jeez. So, I, know this, uh, I know this doesn't spring make Spring training, again, a little a little weird. You I know, know some of the pitchers have a better batting average. Yes, that's that. true. Yeah. He's getting he's getting accustomed to, you know, the new team or whatever. But, again, <laughs> one year, what did he give him, like around $18 million? How many strikeouts? I'm going to look that up right now. I'll dive into uh, it. I mean, oh, man. don't break your back over it. But, like, okay. No, I got I try to, He's got a strong with, back. With, be right. with, hmm. with baseball, I try to make light of, like, if he's at least making contact, at least he's making contact. Right. But if he's swinging and missing, yeah, that's a little, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, that's a little bit of an issue. I'm with you. I did not now, realize that he didn't have a single dog on him. I don't know why this is a factor here because I see Joe Girardi and I – think this is what he's thinking based on the spring training and lineups that he's putting out every day. I think JT Ramuto Ramut is going to lead off, mm-hmm. which people thought I was crazy when I said that last year. Me and you were both in agreement on that. I said JT should lead off. I was like, no, nah, man, he's, he can't. He doesn't really steal a lot of bases. He's not speed threat. But, again, it's just about seeing pitches and having a quality at bat. And JT does it every single time he's up at the plate. Really and that was my argument. He's been leading off all spring. You don't really see a catcher lead off to Never. No. Je- uh, Bryce Harper looks like he's going to hit second in this lineup and not third, which I'm fine with. Yes. Then you have Gene Segura batting third, which is going to be surprising because we didn't see that a lot last year with Kapler. But I do think it's an interesting fit having Segura play or, or hit in the third spot, Reese four, and then Seg- uh, DD's five, Kingry six. Kingry's also struggled a lot this spring. He's hitting like round 150, hasn't played well at all um, in the spring. But one other thing I want to note here, a lot of Segura at third base, a lot of Kingry at second base. Yeah. So... I don't know if it's a good idea to move Gregorius just based on the small sample size of spring training, but the fact that he doesn't have a hit yet, yeah, it's a little yeah. concerning. He went three and o- or 0-3 oh today, too. Sheesh. Would you say DD should be rearranged in the batting order and not hit fifth, or do you just chalk it up as, we'll see what happens in the regular season. Let's not go crazy with the spring training. I mean, it's I spring want, training, so yeah. this is the best time to start experimenting with that stuff before the regular season mm-hmm. starts. So if you want to switch him up, do it now. Right. Like, don't wait until the regular season and, like, oh, okay, he's still he's still kind of cold. Do we, do we switch him or not? Don't, let's right. not wait until we get to that point. Let I think see. it's going to be weird when McCutcheon comes back because what do you do? I, mm, I know JT, true. and here's what I'm thinking. I know JT's going to have a great start to the season in the leadoff spot. I just know it. I have a feeling he's going to be hitting the ball really well. And then McCutcheon's going to come back, and Joe Girardi's going to be like, well, Andrew what McCutcheon. am I doing? What am I going to do? Am I going to move JT, hot start, out of the leadoff spot and put McCutcheon in there? Or am I going to have uh, – excuse me, I think we just had air conditioning pop on yep. in the studio here. <laughs> um, but are we going to have McCutcheon lead off, or are we going to have JT stay there and have McCutcheon move? What would you guys – would you like McCutcheon to get inserted right back to the starting lineup? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay, right into right into year. the leadoff role. I, I guess I should say. Uh, well, you see, it's okay. tricky because he's coming back um, after a while. I agree. Not playing. I think it all depends on how JT plays. You know I think what? if JT's yeah. hot, you got to leave him there. Yeah, First I couple agree. games back, 
don't lead them off. What do you think about a strategy of like having Hingry hit nine, pitcher hit eight? Kind of had that speed uh, threat I, there. I always thought that gimmick was weird. Yeah. Joe Madden kind of started it with John Lesser hitting eighth, and then he would have like a like a speed threat hit kind of ninth there. I crucified Gabe Kapler for doing some crap like that. No, I I don't really have a problem with uh, switching up where the pitcher bats. I just think Kingry hitting in a six spot is a little weird. I don't think he's comfortable there. I think in the field he can kind of play wherever, but I think if you just plug him in kind of nine, um, kind of almost trying to hide that's hazily yeah. a little bit mm-hmm. kind of hide them in there like six six seven ish mm-hmm. don't have like the stacked lineup and then oh oh here's little hazily down there in the, in the eight <laughs> spot you know because then you got here's the thing because then you got hazily and then you got the pitcher because kind of two two uh at bats right there <laughs> not that hazily yeah. doesn't have potential right. but my point is then you have two outs right there where it's going to be like oh man like you know you have maybe first and third you know Segur gets on Hoskins gets on all of a sudden you're down the, the seven eight hole you know, and all your studs are, have already hit. Where you, you know, and then it's like a oh, hazily into the pitcher spot. It's like, oh man, you know, it's not the best scenario. So, you understand my point, T? I, I see it. I not do. saying, hey, listen, maybe Kingry hits eighth and, and Hazley hits seventh. That mm-hmm. way, it's not like back to back, boom, boom, Hazley pitcher spot. I, 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 I have a little bit more confidence in Kingry as a hitter. I agree with that. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. You definitely don't get an argument yep. out of that. But it, it, like I said, I, I crucified Capley last year for doing some doing that. Right, last but here's year, the thing: trying to if change. Girardi does it. You're like, ah, oh, well, we'll see. We'll see. What <laughs> so, that's true. It's got, it's got to go both ways. You too. know, that's that's not a bad idea. <laughs> so Capley's an idiot. The, this, the, the point being here is again, it's going to come down to the pitching and the rotation, the bullpen, whether this team makes the playoffs or not. I think I think that we're going to hit. You know, we got a good lineup, but if we can get. You know, productive rotation work out of our guys. It looks like Velasquez kind of just shot himself right out of the mix mm. with his previous start against the Blue Jays. He got shelled in like yeah. two innings, gave up two runs again with the walks piling up. I think he had like three walks. What was just, that a nine-zero game? Yeah, yeah, he's listen. He's a bullpen guy at this point. I mean, listen, how many seasons is he going to get trying to make this rotation? You know, it's just over for him. I think he's a bullpen guy, or he can get out of the city. You know what, pitcher? I think that guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. It's just frustrating to watch. Dude. You can admit to it. You know, I mean, it's just frustrating. He's been the same guy since day one, and he's competing for this rotation spot. This is like his third, fourth year in a row, and I just don't think he deserves it at this point. You know what, pitcher? I think is going to have a noticeable season mm-hmm. this season. Vince Velasquez, Jake Arrieta, Cole Irvin. Oh. I don't think we gave him enough oh. enough time. Okay. Really? Uh, <laughs> watch. Quote me. Quote me on it. We'll come back to it. I'll um, quote you on it. In a few oh, weeks. Oh, we will. A few right. weeks. Does that thing record? 34 minutes. All right. We'll I just make it think, short. I don't think that Cole Irvin's even going to get a shot right to down. make the rotation out of spring training. I think he would be more like a last resort if Pivette is horrible, Velasquez is horrible. And look at Ranger Suarez. I think we're going to see more Cole Irvin eventually. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing him. It's just the first, like, what, three games he came up last year, he got lit up in two of them? What do you think? Yes. Well, he pitched well against it in his debut. I don't know if against the Rockies. Mm -hmm. He went, like, seven strong innings. I remember he had, like, a big-time walk in that that game. Was that on Mother's Day? I think there, yeah, yeah, I, think. Something like, yeah, I don't I think, think it so. was. It was one of the games Man. he pitched on. I know what you're Mother's thinking Day. of. You're thinking of the Royals game in Kansas City on Mother's Day. That's what you're thinking of. But, but his then first the start, Cubs killed him that one. Yes. Yeah. He started yes. in Wrigley Field. Yeah, yeah and he got that shelled. Really yes. ugly. He gave like seven earned runs. Or well, something. that's my hot take. Uh, <laughs> but I, I respect your opinions always. But uh, we'll see. I think the guy who I think is favored for the fifth spot is Ranger Suarez. Mm. Having a good spring training. The best, I think, out of Pavetta, Velasquez, and Suarez. I think Suarez might deserve it here. And also, here's another thing. He's a lefty. Throw a lefty into that rotation because we have four righties right now. 
Mm. Be a little different, uh, you know, a little different fit. I, f- I just feel like he's one of those pitchers who can't go more than like four or five innings. Well, I think Velasquez is the same thing. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> and, and Ranger Suarez is better than Velasquez, so there's that. Here's the thing. The real question was, remember last year we were talking about Pavetta? Oh, man, he's got the good stuff. He could be like a two in the rotation. You were and then he that, just got okay. sent right. Well, that's true. And I was listening to, I was listening to the wrong people. But, <laughs> but, obviously, because that didn't work out. But, again, he got the opportunity to make the rotation again this spring, and we'll see. I think in the, per- Vargas. in the perfect world, yeah, good thing. <laughs> we don't have to listen to that name anymore. Vargas, by the way, is still a free agent if anybody wants him out there. Yeah. Uh, it's true. It's hey, true. we got his phone number. So, uh, you dumbass. We'll see with Pavetta and Suarez. That's why I think it's down to, based off of Velasquez's last start. Um, in the perfect world, Pavetta should have improved, and he hasn't gotten there yet. No. And he's the one guy who, Chris, when you talk about going deep into games, he can do it. Pavetta definitely has yeah, he can. the arm to go like seven if he I, can, but he I never know does. this is a question I should probably know the answer to, but is Eniel De Los Santos still in this system? He's in the system, yeah, but he's not competing for a starting if, spot, I don't think. Man, he, he had a couple good starts like two years ago, and I thought he could be something. Yep. The good thing know. with Pavetta, and, well, Ranger Suarez last year pitched well out of the bullpen, but having Pavetta and Velasquez in there, uh, they come in for an inning, and yeah. if they if they give up like two base runners, you can pull them. You don't have to keep them in there, and hopefully they get through it. They get through it. So that's why that's where I stand on the pitching situation. That's why I think Ranger Suarez at this point deserves it because he's a guy that can get through innings, and you're not there in like the, the second inning. Like, oh man, his pitch count's at 62 already. You know what I mean? So we'll see how it all plays yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a hot topic down down the uh, next couple weeks here, down the stretch of spring training. Can, can we wait please, for baseball? Can we please have another Philly team that actually does decent in the city? Please. Well, actually, lead me to our next topic here: the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, touch yes. on that. Oh, Tanner, go ahead real quick. Yes, I'm going to say. Well, I mean, let's talk some uh, pigskin at, right. at some point during the show. Dog on right. Okay. Yeah. Let, you know what? This Free is a good agencies thing. Approach. Usually I mean, we have to squeeze in the Flyers, Chris, but we got an opportunity to do yeah, it right there. There you go. And before right. football. Amazing. So we, we can end <laughs> it with This is what football. happens when you do well. Dog on right. I like it. We get a little bit more time on the, uh, on the show here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now I don't, I'm not like panicking to get as many points as I can in. No, there you <laughs> go. You know See? What? We got plenty of time here. I don't care, I'm shutting you off. All right. Turn my. Turn it back on. I very nicely didn't interrupt you. Well, Chris, so you're losing time talking to Flyers. Yes. Oh, I know. So turn right. my thing back plenty. on so we can talk some pants again. Let's dive into this Flyers team. We got a nine-game winning streak going on right now. I'm getting Tanner. Tired. You can chime in. I feel like you kind of know a little bit about what's yeah. been happening here. You gotta love what you're hey, saying. You gotta start watching the Flyers before the playoffs, or you'll be called a bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, that is it. true. That is that's a fact. Yeah, I, I, your point. Um, look, I don't mind people being bandwagon fans. Did this team? I guess I should start out with did this team peak too early. That's what. I'm, that's what I'm nervous about. <laughs> are they? Uh, are they going to be down in the in the top spot down the stretch run here with the caps yeah, back I, and forth? Yeah, because I need to know if I'm going if I'm going to purchase a custom made sweater or not. All right, see, All right. respect that. I respect that, dude. Hey, those are the most expensive of the four major sports. Really? Yeah, they yeah. are. They most are. material. That's why the ah. longer sleeves. You know. Oh yeah. All uh, the patches, dude. Let, let's talk about the keys to the, to this team. When obviously you start with Carter Hart, been playing great at yes. home. Um, I love what the coach is doing, too, with the stagger and the goalies. Uh, let me say this, too, Max. Um, that Buffalo game where they won their ninth game, if it wasn't for Carter Hart, yeah. they would have lost Nervous, especially because it's 1-1 later on in that game. You're thinking, uh-oh, is this going to be the day where the streak's broken? And you know what? With each game that passes by, the more confidence I get in Carter Hart. Because you look at the those two games where he played, which was against Carolina mm-hmm. and Buffalo, the two goals he gave up, it's like you put any goalie in the league, no goalies are stopping or either of those goals. Right. Because it's just... It's the, too hard of a, of a exactly, stop. Yeah, you know, the, you know? the, the Hurricanes goal, it was just like the puck was ping-pong, ping ping-ball, 
ping balling around. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say. I don't know. Tic tac toe, right? Yeah, exactly. No, you yeah, don't. It's like. <laughs> I'm just gonna start saying anything when he's talking about football. He'll be, he'll be like, "Oh yeah, the offensive line." I'll just say like, "T, shut up." <laughs> Had to know her. I'm gonna rise up and slap. <laughs> and, then, and then, and then Buffalo's goal. It was just a perfect passing play. You know. Yeah. And, I, well, you know, again, it's one goal. The bunch yeah. Buffalo. One goal against Carolina. The last two I, games we're I talking. Have confidence here. in Carhartt, man. Listen, tomorrow big test against Boston. We go, beat them last time. Go into that game. Go into that game. I wow. jumped a, more money than I'm willing to admit. Into six rows up. <laughs> really, dude. I'm gonna. Yeah. That is. That's gonna be a little pricey, but it again, it's gonna be worth it if they pull a out game. a W. Big game, and then look, you are, and then after Boston, they have Tampa, and you already know what I've said about Tampa. Yeah, I agree. Now way. listen, I got to admit on the show real quick. I'm a big fan of Pasta. I love Pasta Knock. I think he's a great player. He is. But here's the thing: people always said we don't have a line like Marshan and, and you know Krejci and uh, you Bergeron. know Bergeron. Or Pasternak, we don't have a line like that. But again, Dude. I think our depth is the reason we're in a spot we are. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. There's no one guy. I actually have a. Th- I actually, T. I'm going to leave you in the dust, and I want to pitch in on this Flyers talk. Right. One thing I like about the Flyers right now is obviously their top guys are producing, oh, yeah. but the bottom six is also uh, playing their part, yeah. and that that big reason why they're on a win streak right now. They definitely are. Definitely but, third but, line, fourth line. But yeah, and you're absolutely right. There, there's no one guy who's doing everything. Grant, as, as so Grant far, has been playing great. well. Oh yeah, Derek Grant. And I'm, I'm, Nate Thompson has surprised me because I thought he was just going to be a guy sitting in the press box. Uh-huh. If there's an injury, we'll call you down. Right. He's been playing a lot better than I thought he would. And I mean, and that that the the main reason for that is so they don't have to call some scrub from the AHL who can't do anything. Right. So, and the, the, and you know, you bring up the point about if they're getting too hot. That's mainly what I'm concerned about because look, the streak's gonna get broken, too, right? It's, it's gonna get broken going, eventually. It, Tampa. But it, 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 when do we play Tampa? Tampa. It's Thursday. Thursday After in Tampa Boston. or home against in Tampa. Oh. Yeah, in Tampa. So yeah, that's the end of the streak. I'm. I think if you win sure. tomorrow, if you win tomorrow, I'm starting Carter Hart, and I know he doesn't play that as well at home or at well as well on the road as he does at home. But you got to start Carter Hart for eleven in a row if we can get there. Jesus, Carter Hart is like nine, nineteen, two and two at home. <laughs> at home, so he is. It's not, and yeah, no, and getting closer to playoff time because mm-hmm. it's two months. If you go the distance, it's two months, and. Oh, Barring on, injury. Speak it into existence. Stop saying if. Speak it into existence. Carter Hart is going to play every single goddamn game. <laughs> Barring injury. Dog on right. Ivan Provorov is going to play close to 30, 35 minutes a night. Dog on right. And if the, I mean, I know these guys want to get the the top the top spot in the mm-hmm. the division. Definitely. I know they they want to. I I want to as well. It's an easier matchup. Oh, yeah. in the first Home round. ice, everything. Easier matchup in the first round. But I, uh, I don't want to burn out before the freaking playoffs. We're not going to burn out. This is a different year. This this, this year we, we have the team, the depth, the the togetherness to make a deep run this year. Chris, I didn't I, expect it. I was hoping maybe we get the second wild card like a month ago. Now all of a sudden yeah. nine in a row that gets eighteen points right there. Chris, wow. I'm gonna need you to have some confidence, another, man. Another, Seriously, dude, I'm nervous. The thing that's also helped uh, us is the Penguins on the skid. Yeah, that's oh, helped us a lot they, too. Yeah, they're like two and eight in their last ten. Yeah, which great, awesome, keep it up. <laughs> um, another big thing that I think is really pushing this team is the tragedy of Oscar Lindblom and mm-hmm. his uh, 
diagnosis of I forget what it's called specifically it's something rare yeah it's a rare uh, bone cancer mm-hmm. and uh, they just had their team pictures today mm-hmm. and they were showing all the, he was there he was there yeah, he was there and uh, I think that's a really big thing pushing this team definitely I want to ask you about Limbaugh before we move on to oh, yeah. football here uh, I wanted to ask you because you're a big hockey guy oh, yeah. uh, coming into the season I knew the players I knew the talent that we had you know connecting and Hayes. I didn't know they were going to be this great you know but I knew they had talent and I wanted to ask you where Limbaugh if he Got was stayed healthy, obviously, and was you know 100 percent where he would have played a role in this. Would he is he when, a, a prospect that would have been you know second line, first line talent, or was he kind of just a you know death player? He's a great set. He's a great second line guy. He was leading the team in goals when he was Got when sick. he uh, yeah he was leading the team in goals mm-hmm. and. Um, He's a uh, he's a really good he's more defensive oriented. He just the the goals he did score it was a lot of Travis Konechny mm-hmm. carrying the puck, finding Limblom in front of the net. You know, they're just some guys who are professional garbage men, if you know what I mean. I'm not saying he's, I'm not saying no, Oscar but Limblom. You need a guy on your team he's to the do guy, that. He's the you guy, guy to pass the puck to when he's standing in front of the net causing havoc. And you know what? This man, I, I I'm so excited, but I'm so nervous. This this team hasn't gone past the first round since t- 2012. Yeah, it's the first time they're actually good I, since 2012. Chris, embrace the greatness that has happened. I'm nervous. Chris. All right, Tanner, real quick, chime uh, in. Oscar does have, he has uh, e-wing sarcoma. That's, that's a rare that's form the of name bone of it. cancer. Yeah, I, for, cancer. I forgot the name of it. Man, and yeah, that's. I hope we're sitting here on the show next week, still on this winning streak. It's oh, going to be tough. So Boston, Tampa I'm Bay. I'm speaking into existence. Knock on wood, we will. That's All right, well, that's a little say, huh, speaking into existence, but we also want to knock on wood. So see what you did there. <laughs> so, uh, we'll he see. don't care about Jake. Flyers, we're all flyered up in the studio. <laughs> they, the they, they have four games until our next show. Wow. I, need, I need to buy some flyers to talk. Hey. Hey, fired up. You, you, you look good in orange. I'll tell you that now. Thank See, you. catch a game. I'm telling you. It's After working. lightning, the, I told play? you. I called catch, last week's game. I, I'm Wild, tell, then Oilers. I'm, te- I'm telling you right now, catch this Boston game tomorrow night. It's mm. going to be great. Like, I, I, feel, See, it's I home. feel it in they my They win bones. at home. I'll be tuning in. I feel it in my boat. Boston is... 7 o'clock. Start. I'm going to text you. Bo- yeah, text you. Send us a video of you watching the game. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Bo- Boston is the top team in the league? Now that's excessive. Hey, when, you, when, you're, watch, when you're watching on TV, I'm going to be on the bottom right. Because, like I said, I'm six rows up. Nice. All right? I'm going to be bottom right hand side of the screen. All right? Uh, Chris, have fun tomorrow night. It's going to be fun. All right, enjoy. That game. Next time, you got to invite me to a game. Hey, we'll, dude, I'll, yeah, I'll take you to the first game. Let's talk about... The football, where these two over here, I know. Oh, I'm right. Right. Hey, uh, if you don't mind, dude, uh, okay. okay. Turn my turn, okay. turn back. Okay, okay. Chris, okay. See Chris, if it works. Real quick, you want to get? I, I want. Okay, uh, so give the people what they want to see. Uh, ESPN released uh, four offers to Tom Brady in the offseason. Did you want to get into this? Yeah, yeah. no, I was. Did, you know, uh, his, you know, the sound bites. Did you guys, sound bites are completely distracting. Did, did you guys get into, or did you guys see the the offers made to Tom Brady? From I did not. Well, yeah. Why don't okay. you bring it in? All right, uh, Tennessee offered a four year deal at twenty eight million. See, I don't understand. A year, twenty eight million a year for four years. What for I four years? Four year deal. I guess they figure they can get stuff for Mariota oh, and Tannehill. He's forty four, oh. sticking years old. Oh, oh, that's not the worst deal. That's not the worst deal. I want to. I want to chime in one yeah, yeah. second. Uh, one second. No, of gonna, course, of course. Tanner, this is more about you here with the Andrew Knapp situation, who's been out this spring training. <laughs> Christian Betancourt. Yeah. Christian Betancourt, another two-run homer, homer today. He was batting second. So too. he is. Yeah. Uh, he's playing pretty Woo! pretty well. I'm this getting spring. a jersey. And I got to admit, <laughs> I'm starting to think. Not me. You know me. Like anybody else, but Andrew Knapp. But this guy looks a little bit legit here. It looks like he's <laughs> How young. Is he? 
Uh, let me look that was up. Was he in the second spot today? Uh, in the lineup, I think he came into the yeah, second okay, spot because yeah. I know uh, Real Muto started. Mm-hmm. But let me look it up because I think Christian Betancourt. Now they're saying here's the problem: he has, he has no minor league demotions left on his contract, mm-hmm. so Uh-oh. that's why they might not keep him. But at the end of the day, man, it's about you take the best players on the team. Yeah, and the, the fact of the matter is, I mean, this guy can just rake. He can hit, and, and yeah. again, that's what you yeah. need. You need some kind of production. I out knew of. there had to have been a better player than Andrew Knapp out there. <laughs> What's he here for? We solved this. Exactly. <laughs> but continue. 28 this. years old. But go ahead. But go ahead, Chris. Okay, so the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offered a three-year deal okay. at $34 million. You know what? Why would he go to a team like the Buccaneers? Yeah, that, yeah. Skip. To play with a talented man like Mike Evans. All right, next. Stop it. The Los Angeles tar- Chargers. Probably <laughs> the best deal of the four. Okay. A two-year deal at $32 million. All right, now that I, makes more, I, a little I, bit more I, sense. I, that is something that I don't look at and go, what the hell are you thinking? Yeah. New stadium. Um, you know, not a bad team. Not a bad no. team. It just, you know, it was a shame they had Phillip Rivers in yeah. there for too long, throwing the ball to wherever he wanted. Yeah. You know, in the stands. Always have. Yeah. Mostly. Okay. You always have good receivers around but them. My favorite deal. I know you got to say the Raiders. Are the Raiders in there? The New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is my favorite deal of the four. Okay. A five-year deal. Five years at $25 million. What? They're going to wheel him out what? in a wheelchair his fifth year? What are they thinking? Yeah. Let's stay off the wheel. Oh, my goodness. Five years. Five years? In New England. He's 44. 49. you got to be kidding me. I want to chime in here and break this up for a quick second. Quick update on Christian Yelich's new contract. What do you want? What? Nine years, over uh, $200 million, around there, 180 190 but the key here is he's going to get paid until he's 50 years old, 2042, and he's going to get paid until then. So. Why didn't I focus Christian more on baseball Yelich. when I was a kid? Is there an opt-out? Yeah, there's something else. Uh, mutual opt-out. I think that's like the last season. Last I definitely season. chose the wrong sport to play. So Jeez. we'll see. But, but go back to the football topic. Right. I like, I like what we're diving into. Okay. But so, so five years? So Okay. If you're Tom Brady, I, if I'm Tom Brady, I'm looking for longevity. Hey. Five years, cool. I'll take it. You're the one looking but, dumb. But why as a yeah, of course. Because but why as a franchise would you really handicap your franchise for five sticking years? Hey, T, Listen. T, let them do it. Let them do it. Remember what I said months and back in the summer. Let him play till he's eighty. He can barely throw the football past ten yards anymore. Let's be honest here. Don't Listen, tell New England that. Tom Brady's not gonna play for a team that doesn't have an offensive line. <sighs> and the team that he goes to is either going to already have a great offensive line like the Cowboys. Oh, my You know what? God. Speaking of the Cowboys. Or I'm, back to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Or a team that has enough money to update their offensive line, and he's sure that they will protect him while he has also that, weapons. That would be skipping. I'm big on the O-line. I'm big on the O-line. No, of course. Yeah. He has to have it. Agreed. He's not Tom Brady he has to have an offensive a, line. He has he's to have an O-line, and he has to, to have a be, good running game. Or a decent running game. That's where I like to build team from. Looking at the Eagles, too. Get us some O-linemen in here. I'm looking at one right now. Eighth-ranked free agent, Brandon Sheriff from Washington Redskins, a guard who we don't really have a left guard right now. What if we plug him in there? Yeah, Invest he's, in the O-line. But I mean, he's, he's going 20, to be expensive. He's I mean, 28 years old. He's also going to be expensive. Yeah, but he's a guarantee to play 16 games a year in your O-line. The well, Eagles are putting most of their anything. money in Byron Jones. That's the reason why they're not going to go no, after no, no more big free I don't want Byron so, Jones for $18 million a year. I much rather have the O-lineman who is more successful so far in his early on career. We've seen it before. You can have anyone Lane Johnson, cornerback. Lane Johnson. <laughs> 
We didn't. We won the Super Bowl with a bunch of nobodies back there. Exactly. So Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, and this guy Sheriff on the O line. Uh, you get JP out of here, free up thirteen million. Who knows? What's, what's the timetable on Brandon Brooks? Uh, oh man, yeah, him and his injuries. I'm, oh I am uh, yeah. optimistic on Brooks. He comes back early too. He quickly. does. He does. He does heal well, but the injuries are not early. Gonna... But he, you know, he, his body heals up pretty. Pretty nicely. But after a while, those injuries are going to start catching yeah. up to you, though. That's the whole thing. So that's a good point that you brought up. Tag. So yeah. really, four out of your five offensive linemen. Where are you, you really investing? See, you got a big, you got a lot of cap space. First thing you're investing listen, in listen, is who? Max, what position? You get no argument out of me. I believe in starting from the offensive line and building out. You're going to get no argument from me. So you're saying Byron Jones is the guy you want to invest all that money in? No. I don't want them to invest that money because I'm getting reflections of Nandi Asawa and Byron Maxwell in my head. What about Jack Coughlin, offensive tackle from Tennessee, 26 years old? Now, he's he's nice. I'll give you that. He is nice. I'm just thinking, build up the O-line. You got your running game. I know the receiving core is terrible, but you you can draft some players, which is why we're going to get Henry Ruggs, hopefully, and increase the weapons for Wentz. And then you're left with one problem, the defense. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big problem. But you know what, though? Speaking of contracts, and speaking of the Cowboys, do y'all know reportedly that the Dallas Cowboys offered Dak Prescott a $105 million guaranteed contract at $33 million a year, you know and what? they're still fighting with him? That's Go. crazy you bring that up to you because I just want to say one thing. You know what? Uh, Dak Prescott's salary was for 2019-2020 season? I'm going to go out on a limb and say 700000 no, it was two point one million. Yeah, close. But Ish. do you know what Andy Dalton's salary was? Yeah, oh. let me go out and say this: twelve point five million. Sixteen million. Wow. Sixteen million. Man. That is blasphemy. Isn't that insane. That is insane. Yeah, that is crazy. They are paying these quarterbacks stupid money. But I'm what sorry. are the Cowboys gonna do? Let's let's keep on this Cowboys because you know. Our How about the Cowboys? Is that what you're trying to say? Not at all. Not a chance. Max, I'm gonna <laughs> rise up and slap you. <laughs> all right, continue. Continue. But what continue. are what are these Cowboys gonna do? You know, they got the Elmari Cooper. Drama, they have the Dak Prescott drama. What are they gonna do? If I'm the Cowboys, I'm just gonna re-sign Amari Cooper, and I'm gonna let Dak walk because there's no way in hell I'm playing <laughs> Dak, Dak Prescott 105 million guarantee when I can just draft like maybe trade up and draft Justin Herbert. But it's almost, oh, you know. but it's almost easier to sign Dak Prescott and then let Amari Cooper walk and then draft one of these young wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah, know, you get, could do it. Get Tom Brady back there. I think the Cowboys are a little oh, bit better. Yeah. No, yeah, scratch that. Yeah. Bring Tom Brady. Do you think the Cowboys please. are in a better spot than the Eagles are right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Uh, yeah, you know what their still, problem yeah. is, Max? Dealing with which good player to get rid of. Yes. You know, I wish we had a yeah. problem. That's where a we good had too problem. Many good to players. Have. Yeah. Good point. Gosh. Now here's the thing: we have Clowney as a free agent. Off. We have Cooper as a free agent. We have Jones as a free agent. Sheriff as a free agent. AJ Green, who you mentioned a lot, Tanner as a free yeah. agent. So we got to pick one of those guys and offer the money because those are all positions we need. We could use a pass rusher, a good receiver, a corner, even a I guard. Right, let's go through the what is this? The eight top wide receivers out there right now. Yeah, not is top, that what you're realistic? You gotta you gotta think about who you're gonna who do you want to draft, Tanner? Like what position do you, right. would you want us to draft? Would you rather? It's sign looking like receiver? we're gonna draft wide receiver first round. So you, yeah. So you would, you're saying either? So you're saying basically sign a, a draft. A wide receiver. No, I'm done drafting wide receivers, but that's just what it looks like we're doing. I, I want to go out and get some guy that we for sure know can ball, do what we yeah. want him to do. Just ball out, flat in, out. Too. Yeah, in the you know that's the what third. I'm saying. Watching yeah. the games, I'm like that dude can ball out. That's what we need in here. Yeah, Henry uh, Rex the third. So are you guys in agreement that you don't want the receiver draft in the first round? Do you rather invest free agent yeah. wise? 
yeah, money. Yeah. My thing is, there's not a whole, there's not really a whole lot of receivers that I'm that really piques my interest. Like, I'm not willing to pay Robbie Anderson eight to twelve million dollars a year. That's just me personally. I don't see him as that type of receiver. There's Robbie Anderson, Sanders, Cobb, Robinson, Perriman, Bradshaw Perriman. No, 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 nah, no, he's too inconsistent. He, but he played well. I'll take Manny Sanders any day. He's AJ a baller. Green and of course Amari Cooper. Manny Sanders can ball, and he was he he, he beat that D back in that Super Bowl, and all Jimmy G had to do was hit him, but he couldn't do it. And yeah. we'd be talking about Manny Sanders like, wow, Super Bowl hero, but it's an outrage. Man, that was a good investment though at the yeah. trade deadline, getting him from Denver. It was. It was. So I would. T- I know he's a little bit older, but hey, and that's my that's he's my good. See, you want it's- good players or not? I don't care about their age. Can they ball or not? But what did what did Roseman say about getting younger at the positions? Well, we already yeah, are pretty what young. Who, what, what's our receiving age? I know DJX, but look, our Sega Whiteside and Ward, these guys are all young players. Yeah, they are. And that's the big thing that they're going to rely Ertz on. Ertz is still relatively young. Hence the reason why they're not going to go out in free agency and sign a big-time wide receiver. They're going to wait till the draft to do that. So you're saying they're going to definitely sign Jones. You're thinking the Eagles As well. much as I don't want them to. And I really don't want them to strap that much money in the cap for one dog on corner. While, yes... He would be the best corner on the team. There's no debate about it. But I'm not willing to sacrifice that much money for one damn corner. He's 27 years old. Like I'm just like I said, I'm getting flashbacks of Nandi Asamoah and Byron Maxwell. Those huge, big contracts, which I'm still trying to figure out how they got out of them. You know, low key, who I want to sign. Talking about you know corner or wide receiver, I would love to have Clowney on the team. No, that's not gonna happen. Ooh, I don't think man. that's gonna happen. I hate you. As a pass rusher, I mean, think about. I now I watched a lot of Seahawks games last year. I don't know if it's because they played the Eagles twice and they were also on TV a lot for Sunday Night Football and things of that nature. But every time I watch this guy play, he's just at the quarterback's feet, man. He's hitting the quarterback almost every play. He's a difference maker, single handedly on the defensive line, a difference maker, and wins football games. And if you guys, if you is guys, Jones gonna be that guy? I don't think so. I think Clowney is that big of a difference maker. And if you guys want have Lamont's opinion, um, I think the team is really like starting to kind of turn their back on Derek Barnett, slowly but surely. I can almost guarantee you, um, whatever happens in free agency in the draft will determine how the team feels about Derek Barnett. If they te- if they draft a defensive end within the first three rounds. Mm-hmm. Derek Barnett is on a chopping block. This is one of the fun things about it because this is one of the one of the seasons where we don't know exactly where they're going. Are they going receiver? We've heard a lot of rumors. Yeah, mm-hmm. they like rugs, but we don't know for a fact. And there's four positions here that I mentioned: the outside linebacker and the the or I guess the edge rusher you could say, and the yeah. receiver, the corner, the offensive line. Right. You can talk about you know where you all want to go as far as like opinions of where we want to go uh, and draft or or sign. But that's the thing we don't know. We don't know specifically where or what the Eagles are thinking and what positions they're going to draft or sign. Mm-hmm. Now, Max, I, I want to give credit to you because uh, last show when we were talking about who we would want to draft, uh, you mentioned C.D. Lamb. And I, mm-hmm. I went back and I watched um, how he did at the Combine. You watched some tape. I, I did some uh, tea work. All right. Now. I like it. I and like uh, it. I was right. very impressed with um, his performance. And I think he... You know, this might turn out to be another yeah. DK Metcalf kind of situation where we're like, wow, why didn't we I think what he's were a we do it all. Why didn't we draft him? He's a do it all receiver. And I, I think. agree with that. Now, if they somehow, some way are able to trade up and get CD Lamb, oh, yeah, I'll take CD Lamb over Henry Ruggs. Yeah. But, you know, you're going to have to trade up pretty high to get him. That's yeah, the only thing are. about CD yeah, Lamb. Probably and inside the top do 10. That, I, That's don't, I don't my know whole, about that. Oh, and one more topic before we close out. Dude, Big V is going to get paid. No, it's not. No, we already talked. No, 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 no. Somewhere else. I Hear me out. Somewhere yeah, else. Oh yeah, somebody else. Okay. He ain't getting signed here. All right, all right. But his market value right now 
eight to twelve million dollars a year. Why don't we trade that guy or something? If they're giving that, that I agree with. Just trade him, and we would have gotten like a second rounder for him or something. If people are that high on him, we could have easily gotten a second round pick. They're going to give him eight to twelve million a year. And I'm third. sorry, but I refuse to. I refuse to even pay you a penny, considering the fact that you can even block somebody who has one damn hand. You know I'm what? I'm sorry, I, yo, you. Uh, I refuse. On, he still has a hand. <laughs> Hold it's on. still there. Hey, T. I'm just saying. Another name: Yannick Ngakwe mm. from Jacksonville. He Pass fits our rushing. scheme. Four three scheme. He fits it. That's very good. Very good job out of you. Yes. So, but what are, I, that, I what are the Jaguars doing? Well, let him. him go. He's 25. He's yes. literally 25, yo. If we can get him for like four, five-year deal, <laughs> that's going to take it. Well, look, Brandon Graham is 30, and he's still kind of being decently productive. See, while I agree with you, the thing is, is he going to command? See, I think he only had eight and a half sacks, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. I remember the stats um, from last season. So he's not going to command that much money, and that actually is an option that they should look at, that they should explore. I do agree with you on that one. There's Pass a rushing lot. needs there to be fixed. There is a lot of Logan Ryan and Trey yeah. Waynes. Like, those are, like, second-tier corners that we can get. Now, honestly— Chris Harris Jr. from Denver. He's old, 31. But Those three corners are the corners that I would look at instead of trying to go after a Byron Jones. There's a ton of talent, free agent-wise, this year. What about Prince of Mukamara? Nah, I'm not touching him. 31 years old. I'm not touching him. Why are you not touching him? What do you want to I'm roll out there him. with whoever with Jalen Mills? Mm-hmm. I would touch I would I would be trying to grab any player up off off of the free agent mm-hmm. wire that we can. Mm, not Prince. Mm-mm. We we burned him way too much when he was a giant. I'm good. Nope. Okay. He can stay a free agent. Uh-huh. What about Trey Boston? Mm, I would entertain Trey Boston. Safety. Yeah, I would I would entertain him. Yeah. Especially Ooh. considering the fact that, you know, we do need Looks like we're going to need a couple of safeties. Well, I'm looking at all these names. I can go on and on about this, but look, any of these names. I just want to bring one other thing up. I saw LaShawn McCoy, uh, you know, Deshaun Jackson was recruiting him to come back home uh, to play for the Eagles. And with that, you get LaShawn McCoy. Do you even really need a Jordan Howard? No. My thing is, you don't even really need a LaShawn McCoy. So do you think that's the kind of move they make? They get a, a cheaper player like LaShawn McCoy, and then they. They let uh, Jordan Howard walk, and then they have they give it. It's the Miles Sanders show at this point. That would be asinine and stupid for them to pick up LaShawn McCoy. T- what would be the point? T- listen, yeah, I agree, but, but here's the point. I'll give you the point. Right, Jordan Howard's going to command a lot more money than Shady McCoy is. Not necessarily considering he came off an injury. No. No. He's still the got- fact is, next season, Jordan Howard would be paid more money than LaShawn McCoy. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Next year. But this year, now? No. He, the only thing he's going to be able to get is a one-year contract from somebody. No. Considering that he was hurt You're going to be year. surprised, T. I think you will, too, T. Jordan Howard's a good running back. I'm not the, I'm, You're I not going to get no argument out of me about that. You could argue that he, him and Sanders are a really good tandem, and I don't I agree. feel like really Shady McCoy and Sanders. Yeah. I like the other tandem better. I like Howard and Sanders better. I, I do. McCoy, listen, he had five touchdowns last season. Listen, you're not gonna, you guys aren't going to get no argument out of that, me that, that Howard's that a good running you back. Were at? Yeah, he went off. Yes, he did. He was a beast this past year, but considering the fact that he got hurt halfway into the season and did not play a single snap for the rest of the season, his market value went down. What about Eli Apple? Eli Apple. Oh, God, Former no. first-round pick. Oh, God, no. Former yeah, first-round pick. No, hell no. 25 years old still. No, right. no. Now, now Chris it's time to end the show. Dumbass. Time to wrap up. Yeah, now it's time to end the show. But hell no. Let's end on a happy note. I'm going to read you guys the list of the NFC teams that have won the Super Bowl since 2013. I'm going to start. Uh, with number one, Philadelphia Eagles. Woo! But yeah. I'm going to end the list there because that's the only NFC team that has won the Super Bowl since 2013. Damn. Kendall Fuller. <laughs> Kendall Fuller. And he's still Max, saying shut up. It. Kansas City cornerback. Super Bowl champion. Shut the hell up. I'm, you'll be surprised, T. There's names out there you might not think of. All right. Do your thing, T. Yes. Let's shut it down. Yeah, I agree. 
All right, you guys missed any of this episode, you know what's go to philly-experience.simplecast.com. Available on all major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, everywhere. Just look up the name Philly Experience Podcast, and we are there. T. Yes. I know you're concerned about how much money is going to Jordan Howard, but you know who the Eagles also pay, who gets injured before the end of the season? You better not. I'm going to rise up and slap you. Don't, don't. All right, everybody. Surprise, mother My turn! Take me out, coach. Kind of circumcising the mosquito.